the Inspirate Podcast. My name is Kyle Hastings, and I will be sharing stories and talking with everyday people who will encourage, will inspire, and will motivate. Throughout my journey of life, I have been very lucky to meet many beautiful people with amazing stories of transformation and growth. Inspirate is here to bring out the best of you. Enjoy the show. Season two of the Inspirate Podcast. My name is Kyle Hastings. Thank you so much for tuning in to Inspirate once again. Calling it season two because we have a brand new lineup of content. Last we spoke, I was with Paul Bale, Palermo's Pizza. We talked uh, several episodes, and a lot of things have happened since then in the last two months. One, we got a ton of kid stuff happening, and time is awfully precious. Two, Sarah and I have also started a new weight loss journey, a new phase with B3 Fitness. Over the next 12 weeks, we are going to do weekly Sunday morning talks on how our week went, struggles, achievements, triumphs, setbacks, everything that happens during a, say, a cut phase, a time of diet, of calorie restriction, as well as balancing all this uh, food and eating and working out with three very busy kids my work life, Sarah's work life, and then whatever else is dealt with. We're going to have a lot of good stuff coming up for season two of the Inspirate podcast. We are going to talk with individuals that have had successful weight loss stories, people that have weight loss uh, bounce backs, they put some weight back on. We're going to talk to some people in between. Not only that, but I also have some new recording equipment. I got brand new microphones, so my voice probably sounds a little bit better. We upgraded our microphones. Uh, We did a podcast before, and the microphones were giving me a ton of issues. It was quite embarrassing, so I spent a little bit of money, and we have some very heavy, sturdy, professional recording equipment now, some microphones. I'll also be doing the sound engineering, so if some of the mixing and blending isn't up to par, well, I'm a one-man show for now until we get nationally syndicated, which would be fantastic. But sit back, enjoy another round of the Inspirate Podcast. Season two of the Inspirate Podcast would not be possible if it was not for the help of Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialist. Located in Homer Glen and New Lenox, Illinois, Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialist provides comprehensive podiatry services to people of all ages. Dr. Christopher Vittori and Dr. Meet Thakrar are dedicated to helping patients treat wide range of foot and ankle issues. With expertise in ankle sprains, bunion treatment, diabetic foot care, neuropathy, and more, the team at Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialist combines its professional experiences to deliver effective and targeted treatments. The team is committed to creating a safe and professional environment where patients can feel comfortable addressing any of their foot and ankle concerns. To learn more about the podiatry services at Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialist, Use the online booking tool or call the office to book an appointment today by calling 708-273-7080, visiting them at vittorifootclinic.com, and liking and following their Instagram and Facebook pages. Good morning. It is Sunday at 7.55 a.m., and I am sitting across from my beautiful wife, Sarah, who is looking at Pinterest. No. No. She's on her phone looking at something. Looking like she's going to buy something. But we have, (laughs) we just completed our first week uh, on our fourth phase 
with Coach Jill on B3 Fitness. And we had some time off. We had about 36 weeks, I think, we took off in total uh, as our maintenance phase. And we did three phases prior to that. The first phase, uh, we lost a lot of weight. I don't even have the numbers, but my starting weight was about 415. I got down to 285 in the course of 42 weeks because we did three phases, which were 12 12 weeks per phase, and we took two weeks off in between each phase. So we did a very, very big, uh, what you would call a diet. I hate using that word diet because it sounds like detention. It sounds like punishment. But we did some healthy eating for 36 weeks with six weeks total of uh, off time in, between, in that full phase, so a total of 42 weeks. But then after that, our last phase ended middle of June, beginning of June of 2021. So from June of 2021 to today, it's been about 36 weeks that we, oh, until last week, about 36 weeks we lived in maintenance phase. Now, when we were in a deficit phase, uh, I was a, I'm was still a bigger person. I was down probably one-third of my caloric intake of my, my maintenance weight. So when I say that, for me, my maintenance calories I was eating was like 3,500 calories a day, and I was down to like 2,200 calories a day the last couple of weeks of the phase of my third phase. So for the last 36 weeks, I've stayed right around 3,500 calories uh daily, having a ton of carbohydrates, ton of protein, ton of fat. Sarah, what, what was your starting when you first started? Do you remember that? Starting. Your starting weight. Uh, about 260. About 260. 260. Okay. And then what did you get down to? What was your, your final weigh in? I was about, um, close to one, 170 when I finished. Now, do you remember what your last two weeks of your calorie, of the cut, of the last phase, what your your calories were that you were doing? Um, what do you mean, like... Like your daily ingestion. I think it was about seven, 1,700 calories. 1,700, okay. And then do you remember what your maintenance calories were? It's a little more than that, like 1,800. 1,800, so it wasn't really a big, a big jump like mine. No. And the reason why... From what I understand, the big jump is just because I have a lot more muscle mass and I'm larger. Just physically, I'm a bigger person than you. And so we we lived at that for about 36 weeks, uh, those calories. Now, what we were told, you know, Coach Joe is explaining that just be aware of a, a weight gain right away, next two weeks after we stopped. So I was 285. I jumped up to about 295, 300. And I lived at that pretty much, we'll say 30 out of the 36 weeks of maintenance. I, I had a fluctuation weight between 295 and 305. And I maintained that. I, I still weighed my food. I'm at the point of OCD where I measure my coffee. It's a little bit over the top, but I put my coffee filter and put the coffee grounds. I measure 75 grams of coffee for 12 ounces, 12 cups out of the coffee maker. It's really pathetic. <laughs> I know you're laughing, but that's, that's to the point of how, you know, how uh, regiment and discipline this this lifestyle has became because you just do it and you're you're scrambling to find a scale at home. We have two scales and I'm always asking where the kids put it because I need it. It's really sad, but it's the way it works for me. So I put on about 15 pounds right off the bat because it's carbohydrate weight. It's water weight. 
you know, I, I'm, I'm eating, I'm eating a third more than I was, uh, but I was able to maintain that. How was that with you? Uh, how was that 30, we'll say 36 weeks, the, the maintenance, the maintenance phase of, you know, still weighing your food. What were you doing, Sarah, for, you know, your meals? We, we shopped the same. I mean, we obviously we all cooked the same. We're in the same home, but how did you stay on track? Well, I was more routine. Like it was the same. I started to eat almost the same stuff every day just because it was. Um, but like I, I still weighed everything. I tracked it as much as I could. Um, not as disciplined as I was when I was on the program because I gave myself a little wiggle room. What's the the biggest question when people ask you about eating the same? That's probably the biggest question. How could you eat the same meal all the time? Well, it's more the, the fuel you need for your body. Like it's not. I was, you know, like I, there's certain things that I just really like and yeah, I just kind of stuck with those things for breakfast and lunch and dinner. I would kind of change it up for us, but, um, it, you know, I have no problem eating. I, I go, I can go maybe four to four days with eating the same stuff. The same thing. And I'm, I'm very similar. I pretty much, I didn't change it up at all during maintenance phase. It's sort of sad but i i'd eat the same breakfast i'd have the same lunch pretty much and then suppers were dinner were you know whatever we you know what we were having for that night you always did a good job of that i was very spoiled you was very spoiled i am very spoiled you always made the dinners one thing that i did though is i and i put it on the instagram on my uh big k-man instagram page was i call it friday effery and I can't swear because of this, but F dash 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 word. Uh-huh. So, it, so I call it my Friday effery meal where I drop the kids off at school on Fridays and I go up. To, she's shaking her head in disgust. Because that's what you used to do when we dated. I- <laughs> but I did it all the time. <laughs> so but this was Fridays because I, I was still lifting pretty aggressively. I was I was lifting a lot of weight. And I was very active in the gym. So I knew what I was burning and what I was ingesting. I was very in tune of what my meals were. But also on that Friday, because then I would go to I go to Olympic Star. It's this local diner. It's fantastic. I would have a full order of chocolate chip pancakes. I would have an egg white vegetarian omelet with the hash browns, a side order of turkey sausage, and English muffin buttered. So I would have that. I know that was probably at least 2,000 calories for that meal, 1,500 to 2,000 calories. But I already had that in my mind knowing that I consume that much and I have 1,500 calories left. So I would have a lighter lunch, probably more of a protein shake and a a lunch meat sandwich, like a a low-sodium turkey, some protein chips. That would be about it. I wouldn't have any snacks during the day. And I would have our supper. I would have salad. Friday night's always salad and pizza. So I would just have my slice of pizza. And I would have my salad, and then I would have a protein shake, and I knew I was right around what I needed to be, or I was pretty much almost lower than my caloric intake was, just because I didn't know how much total value was in that breakfast. There was a lot of food in that breakfast that's unaccountable food, unmeasured food, and I was ballparking out of how much I ate. That's what I did for 36 weeks. Now, the last six weeks, before we start with Coach Jill, 
was a complete train wreck, and I knew it, and I knew what I was doing. Uh, I was eating everything and anything under the sun. So my weigh-in on my, so I, I track everything on the on the iPhone, just like I believe you do too, right? You, mm-hmm. you track you you track all your weights on there under the heart. Is it the heart? No, the health app on the iPhone. It does an awesome job of of graphing you know all your your data for all your health. You know, uh, blood pressure, heart rate. If you're wearing an, uh, I an use iWatch, the Fitness Pal. Use my Fitness Pal. Yeah. So I do that for food. I don't do that for any of the tracking. I use the the health app on on the iPhone for that. But for my weight, where I was at, okay, so I we just started on uh, last Friday, not this past Friday, but uh, almost a week and a half ago Friday. My weigh-in weight for that was 314 pounds, and, and that was on February uh, 18th, I think. No. Yeah, that was February 18th was the first weigh-in date. Let me just double check here. Yeah, first weigh-in date, I was 314.2, okay? Knowing though I was going to be on a plan and I was going to, you know, more or less tighten everything up, I'm like, I'm gonna eat whatever I want. But I didn't eat really any fast food, but I just ate a lot of healthy food. A lot of healthy food. If I went to, you know, if we ate out at a restaurant, I would eat a lot of healthy food there. You know, I would still have my Friday FRE meals, uh, but I would just, I was very, very cognizant though to what I was eating. So the lowest I got to, uh, hold on, where's my data at? Six month data. It says right around on end of December, I was, or no, December 25th. This is what it's given me. December 25th, I was at 302. Okay, so I gained 13 pounds of just eat of 301, January. Uh, my average weight, according to this, the week of January 16th to the 22nd was 301. Because I was eating so much, and it probably had so much water, so much bloat, I came up to 314.2. So that's just just unaccountable eating. That's how much weight you could put on. Okay. Now, the some of the things, though, that I didn't notice was my clothes still fit good. Mm-hmm. And that was always the judge of how I'm feeling or if I need to tighten things up a little bit during maintenance was how my clothes were fitting. I noticed that. You know, when I was getting very aggressive with lifting, that my shirts were getting tighter from like the chest up, chest, shoulders, and arms. But my midsection wasn't getting that. You know, my pants were fitting the same. My belt loop still stayed the same. It wasn't tighter. It wasn't looser. But I was getting more uh, upper body mass, and I was doing a lot of leg training. So I noticed my my legs were were getting a little bit bigger. You know, not tremendously. You know, but I could see that my pants were getting a little bit tighter. And the best judgment of the pants is when you take your jeans right out of the dryer. You can put them on. Yeah, and you can put them on. That's when you know where you're when you're on track. So yeah, so that was the 36 weeks for me. Now your industry, your line of work, you're a teacher, and teachers graze a lot. And I, I know this just because I know a lot of teachers. And the lunchroom could be the devil sometimes. Yes. Why? Yes. Why? Because yeah. there's so many treats and especially around the holidays, everyone wants to give teachers food, which is very sweet to acknowledge teachers, but it's very hard to keep yourself on track when you're seeing all these lovely 
cookies and brownies and cakes and and everyone wants to do order out once a week um at like lunchtime and stuff like that and i just i don't i stay away from it i remove myself from it so this was your first full christmas season we'll say at school with a completely different sarah than you were two years ago mm-hmm. was it tough I mean, you don't like chocolate. Thank God for that. I yeah, mean, that's bad I, for me, though, because I love chocolate. Yeah, Valentine's Day, I just bring home yeah, all the chocolate. That's for why him. I just don't celebrate it. Oh, oh thanks. <laughs> um, I, no, it wasn't hard. I Just because of the COVID restrictions and everything, I eat in my classroom at lunchtime, so I wasn't tempted. Was temptation hard, though, before? Um, Yeah, because when you're... A lot of times, well, I, I'll admit, like when I'm stressed, I look, I turn to food or I used to turn to food. I don't turn to food as much as I used to, but like when you're under a lot of pressure at work or stressed or you need to walk around to get out of your classroom, like where do you go? You go to the lunchroom and then you have the smorgasbord of treats in front of you. It's almost like working from home when when you get up. What's the first thing you, you go know, to the refrigerator? Go to the refrigerator. Go to the cabinet. And yeah. then grace. Yeah. And then every little lick, taste, and bite, as Coach Jill says, is is calories. It's yes. on account of calories, and and it adds up. Yeah, yeah, you have twenty little bites or twenty handfuls of pretzels throughout the day. Handful of pretzels is a hundred calories. Yeah. So you say you have ten handfuls of ca- of pretzels throughout the day. That's a thousand calories right there. You know, that's my mindset. That's how I look at it. Every taste is 50 calories. See, I like salty foods more than sweet. So, like, yeah. that's my potential. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, when back in the day when we snack here, you know, you'd always have a handful of pretzels or a handful of nuts or mm-hmm. and a handful of any type of pretzel, nut, uh, chips. It's 100 calories. Yeah. It's guaranteed 100 calories or more, depending on what it is. And that's been the mindset of me, knowing that every taste that I have, I just added 50 calories on, mm-hmm. you know, or a handful of something, 50 calories on. Now, during the Christmas season, yeah, I had sweets. I had a lot of sweets. But, but I was also a headache. Oh, horrible headache. Yeah. So that's one thing when you cut, cut out of your um, nutrition, processed sugar. Processed sugar means like that white granular sugar that you buy in the bag that's machine machine made not real sugars from fruits vegetables uh you know that that's those are real sugars but processed sugars so when i had when i would have processed sugar and i didn't have it for a month or months okay i get a hangover i get a sugar headache it's this dull headache you feel like hell and it's it's comparable to a hangover Mm -hmm. did you get that Mm -hmm. now here's the other hangover that you get too and a friend of mine, uh, he he got this, and he didn't believe it until it actually happened to him. But sodium, salt. So not like natural sodium in foods, salt. When they add a lot of salt to a food. How do you feel that next morning? So we our, our treats, our eat-out nights were tacos. We would go get tacos, and we would get them a specific way. Just try to limit the, you know, you don't want a whole pound of guacamole on there and cheese, all the fun stuff. So we would get it Mexican style. We would go to uh, the local uh, taco place called Brito Lisico, 
and it was fantastic. We I would get my three steak tacos on corn tortilla, and I call it Mexican style, which is the way they make it. It's onion and cilantro, and that's it. But they put a lot of salt on that meat, mm-hmm. right? So I would eat tacos, and then the next morning I would wake up, I would have the worst salt mouth ever. Like yeah. you could feel, it's just mouth weird. Is very dry and yeah. Yeah, it feels weird, just dry and salty. <laughs> it's yeah. a, it's a, not really the best adjective. You feel thing. a little bloated because of the um, water retention. Yeah. yeah, you see a little bit of water build up in the in the ankles, and best way of, of telling that is look at your socks. You know how how you're wearing your socks. If you're wearing you know ankle socks, you could see the line, right? Hmm. Or if you're wearing like the more of a higher up sock, you could see where the, the the sock lines are in your legs. That's when you know that water buildup happened, and depending on how much sodium you had. But that was our eat out meals. So when you st- when you got off plan, what was your lowest weight in June? The lowest that you've been in years. I think you were even that was the best shape you've been in in your entire life is mm-hmm. right now. But weight wise, the lowest you you've been since. I mean, what were you again in June? I was about one seventy by the time I think we finished. And what were you when we got married? We were babies. You're a little heavier than that. Yeah, probably. Amazing. And what were but you? But I was size like if you go by clothes size wise, I'm the smallest I've ever been. Ever been since when? Since high school. Wow. And then what were you playing basketball at in college? What was your weight? Oh, I don't. I didn't track it. No, but I mean, were you the, were you smaller size now than you were when you were playing yes. basketball in college? Yes, but I'm stronger than I was when I was playing. Does it's that crazy. make sense? And you're you're. I'm, 40 plus 40 plus you're considerably <laughs> older than me that, that, no <laughs> but so you, you're 25 years older than your average sports age in college mm-hmm. so I'll keep that safe <laughs> and you're in better shape yeah I wish I learned how to eat like this when I was younger because yeah, I think I would have had more energy and fuel and that's what I want to instill in our kids is teaching them how to eat the right way not that you have to eat the right way all the time. Like, you can treat yourself, but just knowing what you're putting in your body. Sports performance. Yes. So I use this analogy with the kids, and I, I, I tell them this all the time. I was with a, um, a, a, a person in pharmaceuticals that I, you know, I work with. We were talking about it at lunch the other day. And I said, this is how I explain it to the kids, is that when you see one of those classic cars, those those awesome cars that are mint condition, but they're 40 years old, 35, 50 years old. That's me. That's What's that? <laughs> That's me. That's you. You're a beautiful car. <laughs> I could go with so many different jokes with that right now. But, yeah, you're a beautiful car. You like to be <laughs> – Be nice. I know. By the way, we're drinking some beautiful Black Rifle coffee that we're not sponsored by, but I do want to give it a plug because it's great. Oh, that's fantastic coffee. It's the best coffee. We have pods and we have grounds. And the Black Rifle um, Ultra Caffeine, it's called the Fit Fuel. Oh. That's what we drink for our pre-workout because pre-workouts is – And if uh, you don't go work out after drinking it, you get the jitters really bad. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Again, they're not a sponsor, but it's something that we do drink. It's fantastic, and all the money goes towards the veterans. Well, not all. They got to pay for their, but But, they're a veteran-owned company, and uh, it's just a fantastic product. So, anyways, we we would, uh, oh, my computer just, I forgot what I was talking about because my ADD is so bad. You're talking about cars. Oh, cars. So, I gave the car, I gave the car analogy 
I, and I give this to the kids and I was giving this to a, a lady that I work with. You see these great cars. What is one of the biggest reasons why they're that great still? What, what type of fuel do they put in there in those cars? The highest quality fuel, the highest oils, the highest gasoline, best quality fuel that car is ingesting to keep its motor running, right? Mm-hmm. So what are we doing as humans? We got to eat the best quality food because when you put junk fuel into a car, what, what ends up happening? It breaks down. You see some 1992 Impala on the Dan Ryan Expressway or on, on the highway. That's what it looks like right? Mm -hmm. It's junk. It turns into junk. You put the best oil into the engine, okay? That's your blood. And how is that affected? It's because of the good food you have. So it's got the best gas, the best oil, okay? It's drinking water constantly, right? It's getting cleaned. What happens with your body when you drink a gallon and a half of water, gallon a gallon and a half of water? What does that do? Well, it flushes the bad stuff out and makes you feel better. Makes you feel better. How's your skin when you're hydrated? Oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah. I would love to have a dermatologist on. We just talk about water and what, what that does for your skin, the you know, uh, of being hydrated, properly hydrated. Maybe I should set that one up. Yeah, I think up. you should because that is, that's huge. I think, uh, I don't think people drink enough water. Like they. No, because they, they think any type of liquid is. It's hydration is and hy- it's not like your pops and your. Well, as much as I love coffee, coffee kind of dehydrates you versus hydrates you. So it's important that you're getting that water. Right. You know, there's ways to make water fun. Like everyone's like, oh, water's just, but you could flavor it with like lemon like lemon or lime, you know. Yeah. I Someone shot me a message about putting mint in my water. Uh, who, who sent that to me? Um. But yeah, I got a message sent to me saying try mint because I've been doing like weekly, daily things on the Facebook during the week or not on Facebook on Instagram, and uh, but true, le- I think it's true lemon is good. It's I like just these put little regular packets. lemon juice. I just these put- are little packets that you can do on the go and you just stick it in your water. Yeah, and it just flavors it a little bit to make it just, you know. Yeah. So uh, Lizzie sent this to me. And she, she's someone that I've known for a couple of years, and hopefully we can get her on pretty soon. She's got a beautiful story to share and that we've been talking about since Molly's wedding. But Lizzie said, this is what she sent me. She said, try it with mint leaves. She goes, the mint leaves and lemon make you feel like you're at the spa because you know how much I go to the spa all the time. <laughs> go to the spa all the time. And she says, it's refreshing. So that is Lizzie's suggestion is mint leaves, which I might have to go to the Jules Osco's today to the grocery store and get some mint leaves. I'm going to try that in the water. I wonder if they sell mint leaves at the Jules Osco's. Yeah, they do. They do? Yeah. All right, we're going to try that out. So water. The other thing with the car is the belts. The belts are good in the car, right? The brakes are good. It keeps everything running. So the belt keeps the engine strong, right? It keeps, keeps the, the tires strong. That's your muscles working out. And I say this to Kyle, you know, you got to act like a car. You got to make sure everything's running so you can run the longest, you know, like some of these cars. And I told uh, one of my coworkers that this week uh, we were at a lunch. And she's like, that's just a fantastic analogy. She said she'll use that with her kids. But that that is the trick. You know, that is the trick is to be like a car. So we started last Friday was the weigh-in day. It was weigh-in day number one. 
for our first 12-week phase with Coach Jill at B3 Fitness. What was your week prior to that? What were you thinking about? Were you, were you nervous about weighing in to see where you're at? Were you weighing yourself regularly before that? No. You... I, I kind of stopped weighing myself because I didn't want to be, like, get too fixated on my weight. My clothes were fitting fine. Like, I didn't want... Um, I think there are a lot of times women get so fixated on the number on the scale that it's, I think a lot of times it's how you, how you mentally feel, physically feel like, are you, you need to be comfortable in your own skin. And I was comfortable. Like I'm not comfortable. Like I was walk around in a thong bikini. No, but like (laughs) my clothes were fitting well. I'm going to walk around a thong in Mexico. Oh, geez. Um, and like I was just feeling good, so I didn't want to always. I was I periodically I'd weigh myself, but like I knew I was okay. Like yeah. I was maintaining. I I'd go up or down week to week, but like I didn't want to get too fixated on the number on the scale. What was one of the and from my perspective, one of the big um. I, I don't know how to even say it, but it was you were pretty consumed with one thing I saw prior to this weigh-in. And what was it? That you asked me several times and you brought to my attention. I don't remember. Was your weigh-in outfit? Oh, yeah. Why? Well, I just, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I don't know if there was anything like subconsciously or, you know, looking back at it. You know that because you you had the same way in outfit. You, you bought a bikini, a uh, a layered swimsuit years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Right before we started this whole process, mm-hmm. and more or less because it had like a pair of like shorts, but bikini. I don't. Can you explain it? I'm bad. At, I don't want to butcher. It the just word. had la- it had layers to it. I never wore the bikini part. I did it more for. I wore the bikini. Oh, sounds, but like I had a tankini, which is the like the tank top part, but I needed more support, so I bought. You're gifted up top. Yes. Okay. Um. So I brought the bikini part for underneath to sub- give me more support. But was it like one outfit that you bought for the guys? I mean, we don't know any of this stuff. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I guess it was a swimsuit. Okay. So you wore that for all 42 weeks of the phase. Pretty much. And then pretty much you shrunk out of it. Yeah, I was falling out of it. You're falling like, out of like, it. Like. Yeah, it was baggy. Yeah. And so, I don't know, I just found that that was last, the, the week before we weighed in was, you were very concerned about the weigh-in outfit. Yeah, because you have to take photos every week. You do. That's awkward. So we had to, and that's a great transition into this. Now, for me, I, I just don't care. I know you don't I, care. I, I just wore this, I got some new swim trunks I bought at the beginning of the season. You know, they're... uh the kids are now wearing i'm not a big fan of this whole fresh and stuff how stuff's a little bit tighter in the legs and the swim trunks aren't really like long i like those board style long shorts but i guess that's not cool anymore i don't know but so the shorts i have i just don't care i just wear them so we came into last friday morning was our first weigh-in date we wake up about four four in the morning we wake up and we, we do that for multiple reasons one is because we can get everything done for us before the kids get up mm-hmm. because once the kids get up our, our days are shot you know it's all about them yeah we have to get them ready you know i get them to school you get them breakfast made 
uh, the after school homework, dropping them off, picking them up, bringing them to sports, making supper. Next thing you know, it's eight o'clock and it's bedtime. Yeah. And there's no time for you. So you make time in the beginning portion because they could sleep super long. Like right now, they're upstairs resting, or a couple of them came down, but they went right back upstairs. So we do our weigh ins, and this is what Coach Jill has us do because right when you wake up, that's the lightest of your day. Yeah, you, you are the, eating everything, or yeah, you have no fluid in you. Well, you do, you know, but you usually use the bathroom uh, right when you wake up. Majority of the people do, at least. That I, I haven't really had a lot of conversations, but I'm going to assume a lot of people. I don't have. think people talk about that. <laughs> well, I'll ask people. Do you use the bathroom right when you get up? <laughs> Is that how you're going to start the yeah, conversation? I am. I'm do hey, it. good morning. I'm going to call Rob. Did you use the bathroom this morning? I'm going to call Rob when I wake up. I'm like, hey. You should call him right now. Call him right now. No, he's at church. Oh. Yeah, he's he's a good Christian guy. He goes to church in mm-hmm. the, right in the morning. Not doing. He doesn't do a podcast right in the morning. Okay, eight thirty. Eight thirty. Yeah, he's getting ready, getting the kids ready for church. But anyways, so use the bathroom, you know, and then you get on the scale, and that's usually the lightest of your day. So we got up on the Friday morning, we went downstairs, we weighed ourselves. What was your starting weight? Um. So my is is you're bringing yours up. My starting weight was three fourteen, three fourteen point two. Now I was going into it. Not nervous, not scared. I knew that I was going to be heavier. I knew that I had foods that you know that weren't really the healthiest the week before, uh, and I was eating good on maintenance phase. And but I also knew I was going to be a little bit heavier because of that week prior to the weigh-in. I just had foods I haven't had in a year, and I paid the piper for it. My stomach was jacked up. I felt like hell, you know, for that brief moment of pleasure of tasting the food. Then I pay for an hour, two hours afterwards because I'd have heartburn. And then I would, you know, be in the bathroom and it'd just be horrible. But I weighed in at 314.2. And that was 20, let's do the math, 30 pounds heavier than I was at the last weigh-in date. The last weigh-in date in June, I was 285. So I was at, three, say, 315 will round up. So 30 pounds. I was, well, my first, last Friday, I was 198. And what was your last weigh-in day? Uh, one, I gained about 20 pounds. So you gained 20 pounds too. Mm-hmm. Okay. But your clothes fit fine. Mm-hmm. They that's fit the same. Scared, that, that's what surprised me. Yeah. You said scared too. Scared me. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was Why? disappointed in myself that yeah. I gained 20 pounds. Okay. And I, you know, and I was, I was a little disgusted. I wasn't like, because I knew I gained weight and, but I, I knew, knew I was going to gain weight, but I didn't think it was, it, and it was creeping on the number 200. So that's what bothered me too. That scared you. Yes, because I wanted, I worked so hard to get below that. Yeah. So we we took our before and after or before photos. You know, our, we do our our photos. Coach Jill has us do a front, side, and back. Mm-hmm. Those are very revealing. They and you could see the differences in twelve weeks. And at the end of this twelve weeks, we'll share the before and afters of where we're at. You could definitely see. You've seen all of our photos. You know, I've, I've posted your photos on on Sprite and on. Big K Man Instagram page, uh, and our before and afters, and, and they are quite, they are quite revealing. They're very compromising, just because it's you, you, the beginning photos. You know, you look like hell. The ending photos, you're half naked with just two pieces of clothing on you, but you could see the difference. You, you could truly see the difference of weight, uh, of of where you start and where you end, and that's the only telling way, right, mm-hmm. of seeing progress. Uh, I didn't see progress week to week. 
But when you put week one to week 12 or week one to week 42, oh, yeah, you could see the progress. And like I could see the progress in you, but I couldn't see it in myself. Well, and that was the same with me. I could see it in you. I I just can't see it with me. I see my I still see myself some days as four hundred pounds. Yeah, and I, yeah, like people would be like, "Oh, you look so you look like you've lost like." And it mentally, I wasn't there that. Yeah, yeah, I I hear that as well, and I feel like a bloated tick. And mm-hmm. I'll fly out of town. I feel like I'm four hundred pounds. They're like, you don't look four hundred pounds. I'm like, I look three hundred pounds. And I feel like a bloated <laughs> tick. <laughs> So we, we weighed in, we submitted, you know, we submitted our photos and our weights and coach Jill also has this right, like a little, like a little diary entry. Mm-hmm. And, and it's for me, that's, that's very, I enjoy doing it. It's like therapeutic because there, there are some struggles that I have during the week and believe it or not, I do have struggles. I'm just not this awesome all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I write some of the things down, but I also write some of the hurdles, you know, that I overcame. Uh, and some of the things that are concerning. So I submit that, uh, and you do the same, mm-hmm. right? Is that tough for you? Um, it depends on the week. It depends on, yes, sometimes. Well, because it makes you vulnerable, but I know I'm sending it to someone I trust. Right, and someone that has answers. Yes, that she's and will guide that. me in the right direction. Yeah. You know, like... It's like mentally getting all the things that in your head out. And you know what I mean? Like, I think we're our worst critics. We are. You know, then you need to let it out. Because that's how you can move forward. Yeah. So we, we sent it in. And then uh, we usually get a response. We get a response back pretty quickly within a couple hours. Yeah, because we do it at the crack of dawn. Yeah, we're probably the first one ever <laughs> to do it for her day. But we have a... Um, we also get that day, we get our workout plan. We got our workout plan for the four weeks, and we got our weekly meal plan. And that was one of the other big questions that I we get all the time. And when people ask about B3 and, you know, what we do is she she prescribes meals, but we have to shop it, we have to make it, we have to log it. And, and that creates a great habit, and that creates a great habit of accountability, of knowing what foods you have in your system at all times for each meal. You know how much protein, you know how much fat, you know how much carbohydrate is in your body for every meal. But then we have to food prep it. And where this came to become such a valuable tool is that during maintenance phase, I can look at food and I know how much it is based off of, you know, for instance, like an egg. Uh, you can't really tell off omelets, but if we have to eat out, I know what probably the healthiest options Usually are. omelets at a restaurant are three eggs. I always get egg white omelets, so I don't know how many but tablespoons. Usually, the if they're making an omelet at a restaurant, it's three to four eggs in an omelet. Three to four eggs, mm-hmm. but you you get to learn though as well as you know eyeball what a teaspoon mm-hmm. of peanut butter is. Oh, that's what, that's eye opening. Yeah, what sixteen and a grams? Disappointing. It's, it's horribly sad, you know, or what six ounces of juice are, or what a uh, turkey sausage patty, mm-hmm. or chicken breast. You've, you learn that, but it takes time. It takes, it doesn't, it's not an overnight thing. No. It takes weeks. And that was one of the great things of the first, you know, the first round that we did in 42 weeks was that we learned more about food and the science behind food than we did about, uh, I'd say pretty much about anything else. We both, we both knew how to work out, you yeah. know, but the majority of thing was learning about food, a food being your friend of knowing what foods help you. Versus what foods make you feel like crap. 
Or how much food, like the, the size of food, like the weight of certain things was, it's just eye-opening of yeah. what you, like, and it's even way the way you buy it at the store, you might think one chicken breast is what you're supposed to eat, but when you weigh that, it might not be the right size for you. Right. Because every person's different. Like, you would always be two ounces more than what I would have. Yeah. And that, that was another, that's another question, people. Oh, what did you do? Let me know what you did. No, I'm not going to let you know because what I did. Because it's different for everybody. Yes. It, you're, that's so true. And that is that is the biggest misconception. Because it, your your body runs differently than mine. Yeah. Well, it's not an equal puzzle for everybody. No. Every, and that's every, why it's important to have someone in your corner that is guiding you. Yes. What I'm eating and my nutrition count, and people say, oh, let me know what you're doing. Let me know what you're eating. No, because my body size and and the uh, muscle mass. If I ate what you ate, I'd be like five hundred pounds. Yeah, you'll be on. Maybe we can do that, and you no. can go on Discovery Channel. We can have a TV show. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have other. Oh, that's horrible. I won't get it. We watch that. We we watch that. Oh, was that six hundred pound people show? I don't know what it is. It's so called. sad, and, but it's meant. To, it's. And I hate this, you know, I, a, I'm not a doctor. It's, it's an addiction. It's mental illness. They need to cure their mind. And they're and addicted what, to food. Yeah, yes. Your mind plays tricks on you. Your mind, and we had a discussion about this earlier this week, is your mind. Yes. How powerful is your mind? Oh, it's huge. It is the biggest foe and the biggest friend. Yes. You, you don't have a best friend besides your mind, and you don't have a worst friend. You're a brutal enemy besides your mind. Yeah. It plays tricks with you. Yes. It tells you what it's all feeling based. It's what's the path of least resistance and the easiest. Mm-hmm. And that will, it's my stomach wrong because I still have to eat my four eggs. I have my three. You have three eggs? Yeah. And it, it plays horrible tricks with you. Now, I, I'm very good with mind control stuff, but I've put a lot of time into that. I mean, I've, I've read, believe it or not, I've read books and I've listened. Wow. Yeah. I've listened to books, more listening of books, <laughs> but it's, I can, I can overcome things mentally and that's a strength, but it's also my biggest enemy because if I don't want to do something, I'm just not going to do it mm-hmm. and I just don't want to do it versus if I do want to get something done, I'll do it like next weekend. I'm going to walk 48 miles in three days. It's like Forrest Gump. I just felt like walking and I'm going to turn it. I'm going to turn on the switch you know, and, get I, it done. and I'm just going to do it and I'm going to pay the piper for it, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. And, but that, but that's also my biggest enemy is that if I don't want to do something, I'm, I'm just flat out not going to do it mm-hmm. as much as everyone's going to beg or, you know, it's nag. nag. Yeah. Nag's a better word. That's, that's my, uh, yeah, that's the mind. So. The, the mind has the biggest the biggest part of this whole decision. You got to want to do it. You got to want to make that change. And you got to do it for yourself. You can't do it for because someone else is suggesting right. you to do it. So we got our meals and okay. Saturday was the first day of eating properly after Ooh. 36 weeks. What happened with you on the first day, the, the cleansing day, the first 48 hours? It's like that show, the first 48 hours. I had the worst headache ever all day. On Saturday? Yes. And then Sunday, how were you? It was better, but like, um, 
yeah, like that first day was I was tired and I would like I had a bad headache all day. Saturday for me was a severe hangover day. Uh, for those who know me, I, I sleep. I have a pretty strict sleeping pattern. I'll get roughly seven hours of sleep a night. I slept eleven hours straight Saturday into Sunday. Mm-hmm. Eleven hours. Didn't get up to use the bathroom. Didn't. Wow. I, yeah, I don't believe that. Not Mr. Prostate was working out for me that day, <laughs> but I got eleven hours of straight sleep, and I woke up exhausted on Sunday because Saturday I had no. I, I changed everything. I had a headache on Saturday uh, midday because I didn't have any type of sugar in me. I had no artificial sugar. Well, let me rephrase that. And I was miserable. I was miserable. And then Monday I woke up. It was I felt fantastic. Uh, and that's because of the dogs rotating. And Nala's sitting next to us, and she does. She rotates like a clock. She'll just keep spinning. <laughs> she doesn't get, like it's sores. Yeah, she has to get in a comfortable sleeping positions after she just slept for twelve hours herself. <laughs> but the food hangover is severe. That that is that's tough, and it's real. Mm-hmm. You know, it's when people go on like I, I hate these different fads, but when they go on these fads and they cut something out of their body completely, you're going to go through a withdrawal syndrome. You know, specifically sugar, processed sugar, fake sugar. That is, that's worse than heroin, worse than crack, mm-hmm. is the addictions to it. Look it up. It's, you know, you, there's multiple, multiple uh, studies on that. And your body pays the piper for it. And you feel like hell for two days. Mm-hmm. Now, depending on how long you're, you're, you know, using sugar, eating you know, uh, processed foods and, and artificial sugars, that could be up to a week. That could last for several days, which did for us in our first in our first go around. Oh, I remember the first phase being the first week, always having a like a headache every yeah. day. But it was also, I was drinking a lot of more caffeine, and I thought I couldn't have, like I could only have my one cup in the morning, and I was having more than one cup prior to that. And that was when you cut out caffeine that you also get that withdrawal. And you can still have caffeine on this. Like you just have to, it's what you put in your coffee though. Right. You can't put like seven pumps of hazelnut cream in. Or like, I know, like when I was younger, it was, I had more sugar and milk than I had coffee. Now as I'm older, like coffee is. You're mature now. Yes. You're sophisticated. So I drink almond milk with my coffee. I use 2%. 2%. And here's the trick for a perfect mixture of coffee and cream, or, or like milk, coffee. I call it cream just because almond milk, it's almond milk or regular milk. You put it in first and then pour the coffee in because then it churns it perfectly. That's an old churn. Yeah. It's my Amish. It's my Amish heritage. So, all right. So we went through that Saturday and Sunday. Monday through Friday, how did that go during the week? It was fine. Like I... It was my normal routine. Well, not normal. Like I would go to the gym. She had me doing four workouts or for weight. Well, me, my first phase, I did everything at home. I was lifting weights and doing all my workouts at home. I just recently, probably the first of the year, right? Yeah. We signed up at the gym and, or I signed up at the gym. Kyle's always gone to the gym. Um, And that was... Going to the gym was a little more intimidating to me just because I don't, um, 
I don't like dealing with the mopes. Yeah, like the ones that have to grunt and when they lift weights yeah. and it's theatrics. Try, like they'll go do two set two little lifts of a thing and grunt and make all these weird noises and then walk away and walk over to something else or or the girls that follow their Call for what it is. significant other around like a puppy. I didn't want to be one of those people. Like I wanted to be comfortable in the gym and do my thing. There's a lot of people watching at the gym if you like aren't dialed in. But um, I I went and I go at, I get up at four. I'm at the gym by four thirty, and you don't have the mopes as you do when you get later in the day. Um, and the mopes, I'll flat out. You're awfully kind. Your mopes are the the ones that are going around with like the size medium clothing on. They should be really wearing size XL. Your Instagram butt models who are constantly, you know, doing their squats, wearing their spandex pants, and uh, those are the mopes. You know, the ones that I don't think they've ever squatted a day in their life, but they just do curls and they look at the other women walking around. Oh, and four o'clock in the morning, you don't see very many women. No, well, four o'clock. There, are, there are four, There's four, a few, but they're serious about what they're doing. And they're so, not, and so are the people. Uh, just generally speaking, yeah, they're. If you're waking up that early in the morning, you're doing it for a purpose. You're not doing it to you're be part of the crowd. You're not doing it because it's fun. For, you're, you're doing it because... It's of, real. Yeah. Yeah, you you want to get dedicated better. dedicated and... Not saying that they don't want to get better in the afternoon, but it, th- these are the very serious trainers. And so I would go to the gym at... So Jill had put me on a plan where I get more familiar, familiar with the machines there. Yeah. I really wasn't... Prior to that, I wasn't really using too many machines. I was kind of intimidated by some of them, um, but I actually, this week, I was able to increase weights more with the machines than I was doing with the dumbbells, and I think it was more of a mental thing because I had the machine to kind of help me with the exercise versus me worrying about the form, like the machine I don't know how to explain it. The machine guides you in the right form, right? Does that make sense? Whereas when you're doing it free weights, you have to be more conscious of, I'd watch the video right before I do the workout. And And explain what the video, you mean like the lifting technique? Yes. So I would YouTube whatever the workout was or the The lift lift was that she said and watch it on a YouTube video and then do my sets. Okay. And... Because I wanted to have the right technique. I didn't want to hurt myself. Right. And the technique is the, for, for the parents that got kids that are lifting, uh, they're starting to get into lifting, please, please, please hire a coach, hire somebody that has been trained, certified in weightlifting and, and physical performance, any type of physical performance, and have them learn the proper technique of the lift before they start lifting weights. If you're, that's saying that if you're not properly trained yourself, uh, hire somebody, find and I a think friend. Also, sometimes kids respond better to somebody else versus their own. Oh, parent. absolutely, absolutely. I, I could tell Maggie and Kyle this is what a proper push up and squat and they're is. They're not really listening. No, they're like, "You're stupid, Dad. You don't know what you're talking <laughs> about." I'm like, "Are you out of your mind?" You see but if it did? comes from somebody outside, they're yes. like, "Oh my gosh!" Like they see what they taught me. Yes, that you know, hire somebody. Hire a coach, somebody that's a certified, you know, uh, in some type of sports performance. 
not only that, but like you said, it's an outside influence. It's not mom or dad tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Even though mom and dad might be the most accomplished, you know, trainers or athletes, they're still mom and dad. They don't know what they're talking about. You know, for Maggie, I'll give a great plug to uh, Erica at uh, Genesis Barbell. You know, we, we set Maggie up with Erica at Genesis Barbell before her sport, sports kicked in. And Erica did such a tremendous job of, you know, working with Maggie, building her confidence, teaching the technique, mm-hmm. you know, to a 12-year-old girl. And Erica's a, a record holder, you know, a, a national and world record holder in powerlifting. And she's this little petite, cute thing that's like you would look at her like there's no way that you hold a squat and de- or the deadlift record. You know, but she's certified. She's a coach. Coach Jill, you know, she, she's a she's got her doctorate in physical therapy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like ideal for me because I'm falling apart left and right, <laughs> you know. But you, you want to hire, you want to get somebody on your team, you know, not only for your children, but for you if you're an experienced lifter. So then well, you even can, if you're a somewhat experienced, like it, you could always learn something. Oh, new absolutely. From yeah. That, I, I'm sorry I didn't say that. It's a great point is that you, you never know everything. You mm-hmm. always need somebody to help you with. Well, and I think for you, like you got into like a certain routine when you were before this that you're just like, I know what I'm doing. Like, well, you're getting older. You don't have to lift as heavy as. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but I think she opened your eyes oh, to other um, workout or work like yes. ways to. My technique or not my technique, my lifting style has completely changed under Jill. I still have my vein lifts that I do, the ones that are like the wow lifts. The ones that make me upset. Yes. But the but in in all, generally speaking, my I've completely changed what I've done. Mm-hmm. Completely changed what I've done. And it's and it's made me better as a as a person physically healthier. Uh, you know, I still have some aches and pains. You know, for instance, two weeks ago I tweaked my neck, and for those who don't know that I have a, I've had a cervical fusion. I've got some some neck issues, a lot of neck issues, and I didn't realize I overstrained my neck. But um, it's costed me two weeks, it cost me a good week period where I didn't do any type of lifting for that week, just because it was bothering me that much. And it's it's subsiding, you know, it's tremendously better than what it was, but because I was being goofy and vain. Uh, and I strained and mm-hmm. I wasn't going doing good technique because I was at the gym at the time with uh, Josh who was on our on our podcast and you know I was just doing obscene amount of weight but I, I strained and I, I, I went a little bit too hard and that cost but me you listen week, to week your body absolutely and that's the important thing when you are doing these routines and stuff if your body is aching in some area you gotta take care of that yeah you can't ignore it otherwise it just gets worse yeah so this week was once you're on routine, it's easy. Mm-hmm. So there's there, there's no uh, timidness because you have your work day, you have your kids day, you have your morning day, your mm-hmm. your morning, you know, and everything is routine. It's it's almost like Rain Man, a Rain Man type where it's five o'clock and Watner's on, and yeah. you have to have your fish sticks with toothpicks in it. <laughs> but that's it, but seriously, that's how it is. Yeah. It, uh, well, and I would do my workout, be home by 5.30, make sure the kids, then you would be leaving around that time or already left. Like we crossed each other sometimes at the gym. but In the morning. Yes. Yeah. And then um, I would come home, make sure the kids were up and 
you know, then I would start my day, make sure my lunch and everything is packed for the day. Yeah. And that's your routine. Mm-hmm. And that's Monday through Friday. Yes. I I would say 100% for me it's the same. I it's my week is easy. Where things get tough are the weekends. Mm-hmm. For instance, yesterday. Yes. Okay, yesterday was a very tough day. And it was just purely based off of kids logistics. Yes. That Friday we we get our food order. Uh you put it in, thank God that, you know, the jewel, the grocery store has the online order and pickup. You put it in. But I also knew that, and this is my error, is that I didn't pre-bag my food. I didn't pre-make my food. And for yesterday? For yesterday. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't pre-make my food. Shame, shame. Shame. But I also know, though, exactly what I can get at restaurants, you know, for the the food selections, mm-hmm. you know, just from traveling during the first, you know, the first 36 weeks. Kyle had his wrestling, so we had to do a um i told him we can go get some special breakfast some some restaurant breakfast he wanted crepes strawberry crepes so mm-hmm. we went to we didn't go to olympic star we went to another restaurant just because we were crunched on time and and tardiness and time issues are 100 percent self uh it, it comes down to you that's yes. I, there's no passing blame it's because of poor planning yes. and i just wasn't accountable for the time and so we went to a, another restaurant, but because I was traveling so much, I know exactly what type of foods to eat and how, you know, what are comparables. And so I was able to order that at that restaurant. I didn't eat at home. I did have my early morning meal, but my breakfast, I had it at the restaurant. And then for lunch, because we were there for so long, I, I didn't brown bag it. And that's what I did during the week when I was, you know, traveling and stuff. Like during daytime trips, I was taking, but I, I would bag all my food, and I didn't bag it yesterday. One is because I didn't, we didn't have groceries done. It wasn't groceries weren't ready, and that's our fault because we could have done it on Friday, but we chose not to. It could have been done early Saturday morning. But, but it came down to logistics of the kids again, like right? Their, their but we activities. could, we still could have got it done yeah, early in the morning. But, it was, but we didn't, so yeah. that's our fault. But for, for lunch, I, I knew what my, my foods that I needed to consume, my, my, my macronutrients, my protein, fat, and carbohydrates. So I got a grilled chicken skewer with extra vegetables. So I had chicken and vegetables. So I, I knew I was right around where I needed to be, okay, for the day. But we got groceries. We got our groceries in after wrestling. It was just a nightmare day. We, you had volleyball yeah. with Maggie. I was at a wrestling gym. Uh, we had, you know, you had Maggie, I had the other two, and uh, it, it came down to, again, being accountable. The, these type, Those types of errors, I'll call them an error, it just comes down to lack of planning or poor planning, just like everything See, else. I brought, I brought stuff with me, so I knew what I could have for that day, because at those volleyball tournaments, they don't always have a lot of choice. No, they don't. It's concession stand food. Yeah. You know, it's concession stand food, and it's usually not the best. I mean, they'll have fruit there, or, but Jill lays everything out. You know, part of the plan is this is what you have to eat because it's designed. You have to eat it to to get your goal of the fat loss, mm-hmm. you know, of losing body fat, gaining strength, losing body fat. So, but I, I would grade myself yesterday as a, as a B minus, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just for the fact that I didn't plan. I stayed on point. I, I had proper nutrients, but I didn't plan. And that brought me from an A 
to a B and I give myself a B minus because I knew I didn't plan. I consciously knew that and I still move forward with it, you know, and, uh, and the weekends are tough. Uh, th- those are the toughest things, the weekends, because you're not on routine. You're mm-hmm. not on routine. Um, so now we're starting week two. Well, you know, getting back to last week, what are the highlights, highlights and uh, uh, obstacles that you had? Any other highlights or obstacles? What, like any, any like milestone moments last week? No, well, I was just, I was able to lift heavier than I was prior to. Yeah. Like. That felt good. Yes. And after a good lift with different exercises, because you're doing different exercises than you ever done, do you feel like you got a little bit more muscle? Even though a lot of it's mental, but do you feel that pump? Yes. And that feels good, doesn't it? Yeah. I yeah. can I can see how people get addicted to that. The the pump feeling. Yes. Yeah, because you feel swollen, like your muscles feel, like you show me, you flex your biceps. Well, like I don't even have to flex it. Like I was showing Maggie the other day, like I just hold my arm out and I can see the muscle, like muscle there. Yeah. So one of the big things, speaking of that, of getting, of seeing muscle, there's nothing that I find more comedic is when I, or when people talk about why they don't lift weights and they say, I don't want to get too bulky. I don't want to get too muscular. I don't want to be i get big legs or big shoulders or and and this is more i would say towards ladies Mm -hmm. i would hear that a lot and i would inside chuckle i I give myself an inside laugh because when i hear that knowing that someone probably hasn't really ever lifted how long that takes for like a sarah sigmunds the crossfit girl that you know uh, or the uh the tara um she's the crossfit champion how long it took for them to build that type of muscle mass. It takes years. Years, decades. So from doing a 12-week squatting for 12 weeks, is that that going to create your legs to bust out your, you know, to have a teardrop quadricep and, you know, and have a a butt that looks like it's a half a basketball because you're you're so muscular? Is that from 12 weeks? It would be nice if it was, but no. It's like 12 years. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you feel, but after getting a good workout and you feel that pump, you feel yeah. that. Well, you start to see it too a little bit, like, because yeah. you feel the, well, you think you're seeing it, but it might not really be there yet, but. But you're getting there. Yeah. You're better than you were yesterday. And that's why I like doing it in the morning because it fuels my day. Yeah. Because you know you got the hardest part of your day done. And I did it for me. Yes. That's awesome. We weighed in on Friday, start of our second week. Okay, so you weighed in. What was your week one weight? 198. And what did you weigh in Friday? 194. So you lost four pounds. Yes. Awesome. And that is just from cleaning some stuff up. You're, you're at a little bit of a deficit, caloric deficit, yeah. and being accountable for all your food and working out. Yep. So I went from 314 to 307. Now, percentage-wise, this is the part that people don't want to believe because the numbers the the sexy and glamorous part you lost more i lost more pound wise but percentage wise who lost more you did i don't do percentages yeah because you get caught up on the numbers of the pounds and stuff (laughs) but percentages that's the biggest thing that people you know they get so caught up i need to lose five pounds i need to lose three pounds no what is the percentage that you need to lose because for me five pounds is a completely different five pounds for you you know, we were lifting last week. Josh, uh, Josh, and I were at the gym lifting. 
maybe two weeks ago. And he brought up about, oh, I wish I could be doing that weight. I said, Josh, let's figure this out. So I took out the phone, took out the calculator, and I put the amount of weight he was lifting to his body weight, figured out what the ratio was, the percentage. I did the same with mine. And guess what? We were rough, we're 2% off, but pretty much at the same, the same percentage, the same ratio. Yeah. I said, Josh, this is what I'm doing. It's, it was like 35%. We'll say 35. Josh was doing 33%. said, we're pretty much doing the same ratio. So it's not about the weight. Look at this. This is, insane. this is the exact same ratio that I was doing for his body weight to the lift weight that he was mm-hmm. doing from my body weight to the lift weight I was doing. We're pretty much almost the same, but people get caught up on the number and, and they, and that's the biggest thing that people got to remove is that number. Unless you're doing powerlifting or, or making money lifting, you're in competition. You're in competition. If you're in daily, it's percentage. Look at the percentage gains, not the not the number of gains. Because that, that you have means to look more. at your personal gains. Like you can't be fixed. And I know it's hard. It's, everyone gets caught up on what your neighbor's doing. Yeah. But you got to do what's best for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what it comes down to. Worry about you. You know, and your little gains, you going up two pounds from the last time you lift is huge. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tremendous, absolutely tremendous. What are your goals this week? What are the, some of the obstacles you got coming up? Because we're going to talk again next Sunday morning. Obstacles? Oh, next Sunday morning's talks will be really good because <laughs> I'm going to be so sleep deprived. I got the Goggins <laughs> Challenge be... Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then we have a volleyball and wrestling yeah, and so I'm gonna to have to figure out again an obstacle, but we're gonna overcome. We're gonna overcome those obstacles. Uh, those were sprung up literally this past. Well, Kyle made sectional for wrestling. That's next weekend, and I'm also completing the Goggins uh, challenge, the four by four by forty eight, where it's four miles every fourth hour for forty eight hours. And uh, there's gonna be two segments in there where I'm gonna to have to figure out where I'm gonna walk for an hour, for an hour, hour and a half to get my four miles in. Yeah. And it'll get done, but it's it's going to be a lot of yeah, obstacles. Think outside the box. Think outside the box, and I'm going to get it done no matter what. That's going to be a big obstacle for you. Yeah, well, we're going to get it done, so yeah. I'm not worried about it. I really, we really... have the baby's birthday party. Well, she's not a baby anymore. Bree's birthday party. Oh, or Bree's birthday coming up this yeah, week. Yeah, that too. So it's, it, it's going to be a busy week. It's going to be a very intense week. We've got volleyball. But if we stay on routine, we stay, you know, set our plan work our plan and do some meal prep uh, yeah. after we get off here yeah yeah that that's that and that's gonna be the week it's gonna be a lot of fun a lot of challenges a lot of obstacles but isn't life right yep could be living in ukraine or in europe right now you think you know they're worrying about our first world problems they're not worried about what they're eating they're worried about no, staying survival safe. yeah yeah and uh and that's you know that's how i look at things you know and you do too is our first world problems are nothing, you know, it's, and, but we're going to get through it. It's going to be a good week. I weighed in on Friday at 3.07. You weighed in at 194. 194. So we're going to do this again next Sunday. Uh, we're going to talk about the week. Won't coffee be as talk. long as this. We have our <laughs> coffee talk, our black rifle <laughs> coffee. Uh, and it's, uh, we're going to be doing this every 12 weeks. We're going to recap in every the meantime, or not every 12 weeks. We're going to do this every week for the next 12 weeks. We're going to talk to some other individuals, too, during the week. Uh, and there's a lot of people that I wanted to interview in the first, we'll call it our first season of Inspirate, the Inspirate podcast, the first season. 
we got about 20 episodes in, which was pretty cool. And then this next season, there's people that I wasn't able to interview just for time reasons or, uh, you know, obstacles that got in the way. But there are some tremendous weight success stories. Uh, a lady that I know, she's lost a ton of weight, uh, Big Dave, who I walked with. Uh, he's he's one of my motivators of why, you know, why I've lost weight. We're going to talk to him too. But the next 12 weeks, we're going to have a, a ton of new content uh, and our Sunday morning coffee talks. And I do want to get my, my one friend, Rob Parsons. He did sponsor microphones during the first season, the Rob and Amy Parsons microphones. Uh, he did sponsor those. But Rob also lost a ton of weight, and his wife lost a ton of weight. And th- they've got some. They've got a great story. Rob's got a great story. I don't know if Amy will be talking or if she feels comfortable talking. But they've done a tremendous job because Rob was huge. Rob was big, and, and he really kicked some butt in losing weight. He did a very good job. Uh, and that, well, I also like to talk to some people that put weight back on, put the weight they lost back on, because that's real, mm-hmm. right? For, for us, it happened. You know, we didn't put, I mean, what we put on, but we did add some pounds back, and now we have to take them back off, and we have to continue to lower our body fat. And uh, it's that's part of this whole journey. It's the ups and downs, ups and downs. But as long as you're trending down, you know, you're going to get to a point where you can't lose any more weight. But yeah. that's that's what we're going to talk about. So that's it. Thank you, Sarah and Sarah, for uh, the f- whole first season since July when we started this. Said she'd never be talking on a podcast, and she's sticking her tongue out at me, giving me a disgusted look, going right to her phone, probably going to text me, I'm an ass. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it, everybody. I hope you have a good week. That's a wrap on Episode 1, Season 2 of Unsprayed Podcast. Thank you so much to Coach Jill over at B3 Fitness. You can follow her on Instagram at JillB3Fit, Facebook at Team B3 Fitness. Follow the Unsprayed Podcast on Instagram at Unsprayed Podcast, Facebook at Unsprayed. Follow me on Instagram at The Big K Man, The Big K Man. And make sure you listen to this. Give us a great rating on one of the podcast players that you listen to. Hope everyone has a good week.